0: This morning I wanted to encourage you, church. Good morning. I wanted to encourage you from the Book of Psalms, Psalm chapter 42. Um, I've entitled my sermon. It's a long title. I've entitled "Yearning for God in the midst of distress: A Psalm of Faith in Tough Times." Psalm 42. I'll go through Psalm 42. I'll read it together. If we can read together, that'll be awesome. Um, Let me see if my technology works, but I think I've got somebody controlling that for me for now. Psalm 42. As the deer pants for the water brooks, so my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my food day and night. While they continually say to me, where is your God? When I remember these things, I poured my soul within me. For I used to go with the multitude. I went in with them to the house of God. With a voice of joy and praise, with the multitude that kept a pilgrim feast, why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him. For the help of his countenance. Oh my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore I'll remember you from the land of Jordan. And from the heights of Hermon, And from the hill Miza. Deep calls unto deep; The noise of your waterfalls. All the waves below, below have gone over me. The Lord will command his loving kindness by day. And in the night, his song shall be with me. A prayer to the Lord. Sorry, a prayer to God, my life. I'll say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why do I go on mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? As with a breaking of my bones, my enemies approach me. While they say to me all day long, where is your God? Why are you cast down, O oh my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God. For yet I shall praise him, the help of my countenance and my God. David speaks to himself. We see David here coming in and he's, he's confronting himself. He's saying, why are you disquieted, O oh my soul? He's talking to himself. His faith reasons with his fears. Is your faith reasoning with your fear at this point? His hope argues with his sorrows. And also, you know, he's asking himself, are these present troubles that we have going to last forever? And some of you are asking yourself that. I'm asking myself that. I've been sick. I've been on quarantine for some time, and I've been asking myself, are these troubles going to last forever? But God is faithful. I look at David's faith here, and I see his faith beginning with a holy desire towards God himself, towards communion with God. He he says something which I really like. I'm going to try and see if this can go up on the screen. He talks about the object. We see the object of his desire is God himself. It's not the ordinances of people singing and shouting and praising Jesus. And we love that. We enjoy that. Getting together to worship God together. Getting together to lift his name on high. That's what we are made to do. And we love to do that. But David at this point, this is a low point in his life. What he thinks about is not the ordinances, but the God of the ordinances. Trust in God. My soul thirsts for God. He remembers fondly those times of singing with the saints. We do that here at Broadway. We remember the times when we are full here and we are lifting Jesus together and we are exalting the Lord together. And those are great times. But I want this time to be a time for us to long for God Himself. Not the ordinances, not the feasts. Not the joy together. Yes, those are good things. But our principal longing should be for God himself. The degree of his longing is amazing. But before I even go into that, in in Corinthians, we we are reminded all the time. Corinthians reminds us. Paul reminds us. He says, what then shall we say, brothers and sisters, when you come together? Each of you has a hymn, a word of instruction, a revelation, a tongue, an interpretation. Everything must be done so that the church will be built up. So those are good times of coming together. And we miss those times. We miss those times. We love that here at Broadway. We miss those times of coming together, of coming up with a hymn, a a word of encouragement, a prophecy. Those are great times. But let our longing be for God himself, not the gift. That's just a gift. Let's long for him and his presence. He talks about it. We see the degree of his longing. He compares it to, to, uh, to a deer that's panting for the water. There's so many things that happen to the deer when it pends. When it's thirsty, it loses sight. It loses all those things. There's so many things. If you can study that, you'll be amazed what happens to the deer when it's really thirsty. And, 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 and David here, he's pending just like that deer. And his longing for God is deep. How deep is your longing for God? At this time, my soul pendeth for God, for nothing more than God, but still more and more of God. David is asking himself, why do I find myself in a faithless, fainting, melancholy place? Why do I find myself in this place? Sometimes we say ignorance is bliss. Ignorance is not bliss when you're facing this time. He searches the source of his sorrow. Sometimes we have sorrow because of our sins. Sometimes we have sorrow because um, the enemy is fighting us. Sometimes we have sorrow because uh, God is, is pruning us. There are so many reasons why we have sorrow. And David looks to see, he wants to know what his sorrow is. To know the reason of your sorrow is not only a way way to escape it, but it's also the power to endure that. Our ignorance continues to magnify our our alarm because we don't know why we're in sorrow. It's the same thing when when you read Psalm 23 and it says, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Rod and thy stuff, they comfort me. But what is he saying there is that when we don't when you don't see things clearly, when you don't see things clearly, the shadows look bigger than the object itself. The object of our fear is so small, but because we don't look deep within, we don't, we don't try to find why we find ourselves afraid of this huge shadow. It looks monstrous because it's just a shadow. But praise be to God. Because when there's a shadow, behind the shadow is the light. And that light comes through. And God will come through for you and me at this time. So we see David here, he's complaining of his dejected spirit. He's complaining about that, why am I feeling this way? But his thoughts are towards God. In his troubles, he goes to God and tells him so. Go to God and tell him where you are at. Another thing that we see, he speaks about the billows and the seas coming against him. Though the seas may roar, but God is unchangeable, Broadway. His grace is our ground for unshakable hope. I love that. Though the seas may roar all around us, God is unchangeable. His grace is our ground for that unshakable hope. Weeping may last for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Hope in God. Broadway, hope in God. Hope in God sustains the spirit and empowers us as we abide in God. Don't be moved. Last week, Pastor Ryan shared a very powerful message about abiding. Do not be moved. Abide. Abide with him. Abide with me. There's a song that says, Abide with me. First falls the evening tide. Abide with me. And then he goes on and he says, The Lord has commanded his loving kindness in the daytime. When everything is fine, we see his loving kindness. We are excited. It's the daytime. And in the night, when things are hard, his song shall be with me. What song is with you in the night? I'm going to share two songs that are with me in the night. I'm not going to sing them, but I'm going to share the words of those songs. The first one is God Walks in the Dark Hills. Here are the lyrics. Listen to this very well. It says, God walks the dark hills, the ways and the byways. He walks through the billows of life's troubled sea. He walks through the cloud of dark night, the shadows of midnight. God walks through the dark hills just to guide you and me. And then he goes on and says, God walks through the dark hills to guide my footsteps. He walks everywhere by night, by day. He walks in silence. Sometimes it feels like he's silent. The psalmist here is seemingly finding him silent. But he says he walks in the silence. On on down in the highways, God walks in the dark hills to show me the way. The last verse goes this. God walks in the storm, the rain and the sunshine. He walks on the billows. On through the glimmering light, he keeps walking up the mountain so high. He helps me to walk up the mountain so high. He crosses our rivers through the valleys. God walks through the dark hills because he loves you and me. Don't be shaken. Don't be afraid. I, I, I feel like saying, Broadway, these Philistines that we see today, we will see no more. Because God stands. God is faithful. He's faithful to his word. He's faithful. Uh, for me, one of my favorite things about God, I've always told my kids and everybody, one of my favorite things about God, I think the most favorite thing for me about God, is that he is faithful. Even when I'm unfaithful, he remains faithful because he cannot deny himself. God is faithful to his promises. Hold on to his promises. I promised you a second song. I know some of the older folk would love this. This is um, Bill and Gloria Gaither, my favorite people. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, Pastor Ryan. I know you love them too. <laughs> Deep down there in your heart, you feel the fire. All right. Bill and Gloria wrote a beautiful song. And it's usually, it's one of, yeah, I've sang it over and over again this past week. It says, God on the mountain. God on the mountain. Life is easy when you are up on the mountain and when you have peace of mind like you've never known. But things change when you're down in the valley. That's where we are. Don't lose faith for you are never alone in the valley. He is with you. He said, I will be with you till the end of time. He does not step back on his promises. He leans forward on his promises to fulfill them. Then verse 2 goes on and says, for the God on the mountain is still God in the valley. When things go wrong, he'll make them right. And the God of the good times is still God in the bad times. The God of the day when the sun is up is still God of the night when it's dark and we don't know what to do. Then he goes on, he says, you talk of faith when you're up on the mountain. When you're up on the mountain, we we are saying we are people of faith. But it comes so easy to talk about it when life is at its best. Now it's down in the valley of trials and temptations. That's where our faith is really put to test. For the God of the mountain is still God in the valley. When things go wrong, he'll make them right. And God of the good times, he's still God in the bad times. The God of the day is still the God of the night. Brother, faith holds up the heart. Notwithstanding what's happening, but faith is something that holds us up, telling us that dawn is coming. He says, up my heart. May your disquietment turn into calm. Up my heart. Tell your heart, up my heart. May my disquietment turn into calm. Your casting down turn into lifting up. He's a God who lifts us up. He's the lifter of our heads. And he says, and there's a song again, I love songs. There's a song that says, he turned my mourning into dancing again and lifted my sorrow by Ronnie Kennedy. I cannot stay silent, but I will sing, for his joy has come. God turns our sorrow into joy. He exchanges ashes for beauty, a garment of mourning for praise. That's our God. The the psalmist here says his comfort is that God Is his rock. Rock of ages. Build upon the rock. A rock that we shelter in. Let me hide myself in thee. Rock of ages. Love for me. Let me hide myself in thee. Hide yourself in him at this time. There is nothing more we can do but just hide and abide in him. He has confidence in God because he's a rock. In Psalm 61, it says, lead me to the rock that is higher than I, a place of refuge. Look up to the rock of ages. Recall those choice times, those choice conversations that you had with God, those beautiful times when things were great that you had with God, and hear his promises again and again. What he promised you then, he is still promising you now. He never leaves you. He never forsakes you. Whether it's through the fire or it's through the storm. When you find yourself in a place of recalling those times, you start to fan up a flame of that little fire that is in you. You fan up the flame, the flame of his presence, the flame of joy, the flame of worship in you. It grows up to be a huge flame. God is present at all shows. Brothers and sisters, be secure in knowing that he's with you in all situations. And how do I know that? Let's look at scripture. Psalm 43, 1 through 2. Sorry, it's Isaiah 43, 1 through 2. It says, now this is what the Lord says. Who created you, O Jacob? Who formed you, O Israel? Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, oh yeah, we are passing through the waters. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you go through the rivers, when the river is roaring, the river is roaring against us. But he says, when you go through the rivers, they will not overwhelm you. When the enemy comes like a flood, he raises a standard against him. When you walk through the fire, you will not be scorched and the flames will not set you ablaze. That's his promise. I was speaking to my very old grandmother from back home yesterday, and she said to me, if I die at this point with this, I'm excited because I'm going home. That means my time and my work is done. I'm going home. And she was excited that she, if, if it happens now, praise be to Jesus because I am just graduating on to go home. He is with me through that. That's the faith that I'm talking about. She lifted my soul yesterday when I spoke to her. Jesus promised that he'll be with us. Remember, Matthew 28, 19, and 20, the last thing that he said to his disciples was, go. And after telling them what to go and do, which is to preach the gospel and baptizing everyone, everyone who who accepts him in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, which is what we're talking about at kids' church today, he says, Go, and I will be with you till the very end of age. He does not leave us. He's not afraid when we come with our fears like David. Hebrews 14, 4 through 16, that somebody just read now, which was awesome. He says, therefore, since you have such a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to what we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted on every side. He's been, he, he, he was in the garden pouring out his soul. His soul was detected, and he's like, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. And so I encourage you, Our high priest knows that, and then he goes on and says, let us then approach the throne of of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy in time of need. Let's approach him. Why are you cast down on my soul? Why are you disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for yet I will praise him, my Savior and my God. In the faithfulness of God, we find reason for hope. In the faithfulness of our God, we find reason for hope. The psalmist at this point, at this end, at the end part, he's not ashamed anywhere to call him my God, my Savior. He has gained confidence. He has gained confidence because he has sought out why his soul is at this place. And he has realized that what he needs is God himself. The singing is great. The coming together is great. The listening to preaching is great. But the most important thing is, is your heart hungry and thirsty for him? The last hymn that I'm going to read uh, with you guys, it's a hymn of faith by the prophet Habakkuk. I know I say it differently than you. Don't be jealous. (laughs) (laughs) Though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit be on the vine, Though the labor of the olive may fail, and the fields yield no food. These are desperate times. Here, these times. And though the flock may be cut off from the field, and there be no head in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. All other things are sinking sand. I will rejoice in God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength. He will make my, fear like, my feet like deer's feet. And he will make me walk on my high heels. Why are you cast down on my soul? Why are you disturbed within me? Put your hope in God. For yet I will praise him, my savior and my God. Why are you cast down O my soul? Why are you disturbed within me? Put your hope in God. For yet I will praise him, my Savior, my God. Let us pray. This is our prayer, Lord. When things seem to be tough, when we are cast down, dejected, filling our hearts at the lowest point. But Lord, we know that we can put our hope in you and your and the hope that we put in you sustains us. Thank you for sustenance. Remind us that it is you that we long after. Not the coming together, not the ordinances, but you, not the festivals, not the feasts, but you, the owner of the work. Help us, Lord, to yearn, not for your work or not for your hand, not for your gifting, but for you to fill us. It says, for yet we will praise you, Lord. You are a Savior. You are God. You are a rock. You are the God in the bad times. You are the God in the good times. You are the God in the day. You are still God in the night. We thank you and we give you praise in Jesus' name.